0: Hello and welcome to Wee Storytime with the continued saga of Mr and Mrs Twit the Twits by Roald Dahl In this episode we will be looking at part 3 and after the horrendous tricks that they were playing on each other in the last episode let's see if they have learned to be nice to each other or if they will continue to play tricks. Let's continue with Mr. and Mrs. Twit. The Twits by Roald Dahl. Mrs. Twit has the shrinks. As soon as Mrs. Twit sat down, Mr. Twit pointed at her and shouted, there you are, you're sitting in your old chair and you have shrunk so much your feet aren't even touching the ground. Mrs. Twit looked down at her feet and by golly, the man was right. Her feet were not touching the ground. Mr. Twit, you see, had been just as clever with the chair as he'd been with the walking stick. Every night when he had gone downstairs and stuck a little bit extra onto the stick, he had done the same to the four legs of Mrs. Twit's chair. Just look at you, sitting there in your same old chair, he cried, and you've shrunk so much your feet are dangling in the air. Mrs. Twit went white with fear. You've got the shrinks! cried Mr. Twit, pointing his finger at her like a pistol. "'You've got them badly. You've got the most terrible case of shrinks I've ever seen.' Mrs. Twit became so frightened, she began to dribble. But Mr. Twit, still remembering the worms in his spaghetti, didn't feel sorry for her at all. "'I suppose you know what happens to you when you get the shrinks,' he said. "'What?' gasped Mrs. Twit. "'What happens?' your head shrinks into your neck and your neck shrinks into your body and your body shrinks into your legs and your legs shrink into your feet. And in the end, there's nothing left except a pair of shoes and a bundle of old clothes. I can't bear it, cried Mrs. Twit. It's a terrible disease, said Mr. Twit. The worst in the world. How long have I got, cried Mrs. Twit? How long before I finish up as a bundle of old clothes and a pair of shoes. Mr. Twit put on a very solemn face. At the rate you're going, he said, shaking his head sadly, I'd say not more than 10 or 11 days. But isn't there anything we can do, cried Mrs. Twit. There's only one cure for the shrinks, said Mr. Twit. Tell me, she cried. Oh, tell me quickly. We'll have to hurry, said Mr. Twit. I'm ready. I'll hurry. I'll do anything you say, cried Mrs. Twit. You won't last long if you don't, said Mr. Twit, giving her another grisly grin. What is it I must do, cried Mrs. Twit, clutching her cheeks. You've got to be stretched, said Mr. Twit. Mrs. Twit gets a stretching. Mr. Twit led Mrs. Twit outdoors where he had everything ready for the great stretching. He had one hundred balloons and lots of strength. He had a gas cylinder for filling the balloons. He had fixed an iron ring into the ground. Stand here, he said, pointing to the iron ring. He then tied Mrs. Twit's ankles to the iron ring. When that was done, he began filling the balloons with gas. Each balloon was on a long string, and when it was filled with gas, it pulled on its string, trying to go up and up. Mr. Twit tied the ends of the strings to the top half of Mrs. Twit's body. Some he tied around her neck, some under her arms, some to her wrists, and some even to her hair. Soon there were fifty coloured balloons floating in the air above Mrs. Twit's head. Can you feel them stretching you? asked Mr. Twit. I can, I can, cried Mrs. Twit. They're stretching me like mad. He put on another ten balloons. The upward pull became very strong. Mrs. Twit was quite helpless now. With her feet tied to the ground and her arms pulled upwards by the balloons, she was unable to move. She was a prisoner, and Mr. Twit had intended to go away and leave her like that for a couple of days and nights to teach her a lesson. In fact, he was just about to leave when Mrs. Twit opened her big mouth and said something silly. "'Are you sure my feet are tied properly to the ground?' she gasped. "'If these strings around my ankles break,' It'll be good bye for me. And that's what gave Mr. Twit his second nasty idea. Mrs. Twit goes ballooning up. There's enough pool here to take me to the moon, Mrs. Twit cried out. To take you to the moon, exclaimed Mr. Twit. What a ghastly thought. We wouldn't want anything like that to happen. Oh, dear me, no. We most certainly wouldn't, cried Mrs. Twit. Put some string around my ankles quickly. I want to feel absolutely safe. Very well, my angel, said Mr. Twit, and with a ghoulish grin on his lips, he knelt down at her feet. He took out a knife from his pocket, and with one quick slash, he cut through the strings holding Mrs. Twit's ankles to the iron ring. She went up like a rocket. "Help!" she screamed. "Save me!" but there was no one saving her now. In a few seconds, she was high up in the blue sky and climbing fast. Mr. Twit stood below, looking up. What a pretty sight, he said to himself. How lovely all those balloons look in the sky, and what a marvellous bit of luck for me. At last, the old hag is lost and gone forever. Mrs. Twit comes ballooning down. Mrs. Twit! May have been ugly, and she may have been beastly, but she was not stupid. High up there in the sky, she had a bright idea. If I can get rid of some balloons, she said to herself, I will stop going up and start to come down. She began biting through the strings that held the balloons to her wrists and arms and neck and hair. Each time she bit through a string and let the balloon float away, the upward pull got less and less and her rate of climb slowed down. When she had bitten through 20 strings, she stopped going up altogether. She stayed still in the air. She bit through one more string. Very, very slowly, she began to float downwards. It was a calm day. There was no wind at all. And because of this, Mrs. Twit had gone absolutely straight up. She now began to come absolutely straight down. As she floated gently down, Mrs. Twit's petticoat billowed out like a parachute, showing her long knickers. It was a grand sight on a glorious day, and thousands of birds came flying in from miles around to stare at this extraordinary old woman in the sky. Mr. Twit gets a horrid shock. Mr. Twit who thought he had seen his ugly wife for the last time, was sitting in the garden celebrating with a mug of beer. Silently, Mrs. Twit came floating down. When she was about the height of the house above Mr. Twit, she suddenly called out at the top of her voice, Here I come, you grisly old grunion, you rotten old turnip, you filthy old frumpet. Mr. Twit jumped as though he'd been stung by a giant wasp. He dropped his beer. He looked up. And he gaped, he gasped, he gurgled. A few choking sounds came out of his mouth. Oh, he said. Ah, ouch! I'll get you for this, shouted Mrs. Twit. She was floating right down on top of him. She was purple with rage and slashing the the air with her long walking stick, which she had somehow managed to hang on to all this time. I'll swish you to a swazzle, she shouted. I'll swash you to a swizzle. I'll gnash you to a nozzle. I'll nosh you to a nazzle. And before Mr. Twit had time to run away, this bundle of balloons and petticoats and fiery fury landed right on top of him, lashing out with the stick and cracking him all over his body. So we have seen that they are not a very nice couple to each other. Let's hope that they are learning how to be nice to each other in the next part of this story. So please come back next week for part 4 and we will see if they have if the twits have learned to be a little kinder, a little nicer to each other. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for listening. And please enjoy the rest of your day.